Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. You've diagnosed an acute sinusitis in 35-year-old Lorraine and recommend a course of amoxicillin clavulanate as her symptoms have persisted for almost two weeks now and are getting worse. She reports that she's allergic to amoxicillin, having had a rash when she was treated as a child. You note that it's likely she does not have a true penicillin allergy, and you want to refer her to an allergist for formal testing. In the short term, you prescribe azithromycin. You wonder if there is a way to address such common amoxicillin allergy thoughts that patients have without referring to a formal allergist. Hi, it's Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and the founding chair from the Department of Family Medicine at UMass Chan Medical School, Bay State, in Springfield, Massachusetts. Hi, Bob. Hey, Frank. Great to be here again. Ah, um, I, 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 we've done a few podcasts already on how the risk for true penicillin allergy, when it's truly present, almost completely resolves within 10 years in most patients, and that most people who think they have a penicillin allergy don't. So I'm really glad that Lorraine came to you, and I'm really glad you're trying to help address her concern. So why don't you talk a little bit about how we go about deciding whether someone has a true penicillin allergy and, and, and what, what, what the common causes are. Yeah, no, totally, Frank. It really, it's interesting as I've looked at this. Um, around 10% of people will come in saying they have a penicillin allergy. You do formal testing, you know, 95% of them don't. And currently, though, to disprove having an allergy includes having a negative skin testing followed by an oral challenge. The oral challenge, by the way, is considered the gold standard to remove the penicillin allergy label because the skin testing alone lacks 100% negative predictive uh, value. And so there's been a lot of talk about, well, can we just do a direct oral challenge? And uh, But this hasn't been really studied very rigorously. So this is actually a randomized controlled trial that validates an approach, and I guess something we should consider in our, uh, in our practices. I am so glad that this data is coming out because it, it, it's truly a challenge. And to think about, hey, I can solve this in the office would be great. Um, tell me a little bit about how they did the trial and um, how we go about trying to apply it in clinical practice. Yes, Frank. Well, they used something called the PenFast score. This was um, uh, this was first published uh, a couple of years ago, 2020, and has been increased interest in using the scoring system uh, to decide about whether to have a direct oral uh, penicillin allergy testing. But it sort of had been supported by low-quality evidence. So they designed a randomized control trial called the Penicillin Allergy Clinical Decision Rule, the PALACE study, and it was published in uh, JAMA. So what they ended up doing, they looked at 643 adults um, that were had been labeled with a penicillin allergy that were coming to an allergy clinic uh, for for uh, to determine whether they truly had an allergy or not. So they took these folks, they calculated their PenFast score, and if the PenFast score was less than three, they were eligible for enrollment in the study. Inclusion criteria, by the way, uh, was if they had had any of these people had had 
uh, anaphylaxis associated with any drug in the past or, uh, you know, in uh, history of uh, spontaneous urticaria or mast cell disease. So of that 643 that had been referred to the uh, allergy clinic, 382 of them were eligible for this intervention. They were randomized to either the intervention group, which was a direct oral penicillin or a challenge using pure penicillin or amoxicillin, depending on what the clinic had on um, uh, on hand, or a control group. The control group, they underwent traditional testing. They did skin uh, prick testing followed by intradermal testing. And if all that was negative, then they would get uh, a penicillin uh, challenge. Vital signs, any associated symptoms were evaluated uh, 60 minutes after the penicillin challenge. Uh, and they were compared to baseline uh, measurements. And they actually did a follow-up call five days later to see if there were any delayed adverse event. The primary outcome, positive skin was to have a positive oral challenge test. And this was defined as an immediate reaction occurring with one, within one hour after the oral penicillin dose consistent with an immune-mediated reaction, right? You had to have uh, diffuse erythema, rash, urticaria, angioedema, uh, respiratory compromise. And by the way, they measured uh, oxygen sat levels at baseline follow-up. And of course, if there was any um, anaphylaxis. So it turns out that an immune-mediated an immune mediated reaction occurred in only one of the 187 patients in the intervention group, that was the group that got the penicillin challenge, and one of the 190 patients that were in the control group. And those were both mild cutaneous skin reaction that resolved following treatment with a single dose of a common antihistamine. The subsequent five-day follow-up was similar, but with, there was reported nine delayed immune-mediated adverse event events in the intervention group, nine in the control group. And again, this was they developed a rash or urticaria treated with an antihistamine. None of them had to, been, had to be referred to the emergency room for uh, uh, more significant care. So equal outcomes in both groups, whether they've got the skin prick followed by the whole nine yards or just given an oral challenge and, and see what happens. That's really very reassuring. And it seems like something I could consider doing in my office. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So again, this was using the PenFast score. So let me go over the PenFast score. I really think that this is uh, something that we, we really should uh, be considering. So PenFast, Pen means that there's a penicillin allergy reported by the patient. So it's not a documented, uh, you know, uh, history that's here. The, the patient's saying, yeah, I got a penicillin allergy. FAST then has really three components to it. The F stands for it's been five years or less since the reaction. So if, if they reported the reaction when they were in a childhood, been more than five years ago, there's no points. But if they report something within the last five years, they get two points. And then the question is, is what was that reaction? Well, if it was ang anaphylaxis or, edema, or angioedema, they get two points. Or if they said they really had a severe cutaneous reaction, that is two points. So uh, what was that reaction like? So, so basically the reaction was severe in some fashion get you two points. And then the other part, though, was did you need treatment? That's the T. So that gives you an extra point. So the, ris um, the risk of a positive allergy test can be accurately predicted then using these criteria. If, if there's zero points, the likelihood of having a positive test is less than 1%. One to two points, still a very low risk of a positive uh, having uh, allergy test of 5%. 
Three points, a moderate risk up to 20%. Now four points, you're higher, 50%. So this study used a score of less than three. So this appears something safe to do in the office. Hmm. I, I like, I, I've read about the PenFast rule, but I never really thought, gee, we should try it in the office. And I love the fact that the cutoff is less than three. Um, that means that 95% of the people with self-reported pen allergies will test negative. In this study, thought those with a low PenFast score showed only a 0.5% will have a severe enough reaction. Bob, what a great trial. What a great bit of information. I hope we can find ways to incorporate this into our practice. Yeah, I believe so, Frank. I think it's really something we really need to move forward with. Practice pointer. Patients with reported low-risk penicillin allergy symptoms calculated using a PenFast score of less than 3 can safely be challenged an oral dose of penicillin in the office to clarify their likely non-allergic status. Join us next time when we discuss how to make emergency contraception more effective. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.